Welcome to Musings of an Extrovert. My name is Darvin Muentes. I am your host. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's jump right in. So this week, uh, I'm going to be talking about volleyball. Now, before we jump right in, I can't forget to do this. I don't know why I would forget to get to do this. So please like and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment if you're listening on YouTube. And uh, yeah, remember to tell your friends. So we are doing a giveaway uh, where if you get your friends to um, to go to my website to muentesco.com slash podcast and you get them to send me a message through the ask me anything link um, and you have four friends do this if you have them say your name in the message you will be entered in to win a musings of an extrovert blanket so please go ahead and do that um and remember that the competition ends in october early october so um or not early october i guess late october um but yeah go ahead and ask your friends to listen to the podcast to submit a question uh which i'm actually going to be answering a question this these two questions two questions um came in from my future brother-in-law um so the questions are what is your favorite meal to cook and what meal brings back the best memories that's question one well that's kind of like two questions but um question one and two and then question three what are your thoughts on adoption? So um, after I answer those questions, I'm going to talk a little bit about volleyball. Um, and yeah, these are kind of the things that I have been thinking about this week. So um, in future episodes, we have two episodes coming up, one with uh, a friend of mine, Scott Keen. He is an awesome, awesome man. Uh, he has been doing some cool things in the area of um he's well he's written a book multiple books i think um and he's doing stuff in the area of book design which is pretty cool um so yeah he's gonna be on the podcast we're gonna talk about his book designs um and then i'm having another friend of mine uh, Joel Casanova is going to be joining us on the podcast and, um, we're just going to be talking his, his life in dance. Um, he's a great dancer. If you haven't seen him dance before, you should go check him out. Uh, really awesome dancer. So we got some cool interviews coming up, but this week you get me, uh, sharing my thoughts uh, on the things that I think about during my week, um, coming back to the roots of musings of an extrovert. And that, that's actually been something that's really cool. I've noticed this, that with this podcast, it's evolved a little bit. Um, musings of an extrovert is no longer just the things that I think about, but it really is tapping into the extrovert side of me, the desire to be around people, to gather energy from people. Um, and like, I just think it's cool. I didn't expect it to kind of move in that direction, but when it started, it just fit, it fit very well. So, and I think 
you guys showed that it fit really well because you guys were more engaged uh, and more excited about getting the content. So without further ado, here are some of my some of my thoughts. So what is your favorite meal to cook and what meal brings back the best memories? So um, I'd say my favorite meal to cook it's probably this um this like buffalo chicken um dish that i make so i'll go ahead and i'll get some chicken breast and i'll chop it up real real thin um and then i will put some avocado oil into a pan and i will season the chicken with adobo garlic powder maybe some onion powder sometimes um and sometimes even with cayenne pepper and then I'll throw it in and saute it. And while I'm sauteing it, I have onions already chopped. Um, you know, they're diced. And then I throw that into the mix and then let the onions caramelize while the chicken's cooking in there. Um, and then while that's happening, I have jalapenos all chopped up and ready to go into the pan as well. And then I let those saute a little bit. And then what I have is I get Frank's Red Hot and I get Kickin' Chicken Seasoning. It's a product by Weber. Uh, I mix Frank's Red Hot and Kickin' Chicken Seasoning together. And then I pour that in as the chicken is kind of already getting done when it's starting to get a little golden. That's when I pour it in and I let it simmer all together. So then everything, all the flavors get into that, that hot sauce. And so it mixes uh, the chicken gets nice and coated. And then from there, what I'll do is I'll get some bread, whether it's sourdough bread. Sourdough is really great. If you get nice wide, uh, a wide loaf of sour sourdough bread where you can get a nice big slice, you take one slice, you put them on the oven racks, and you turn on the oven uh, and let them toast up a little bit. And then you take them out and you put the chicken on it. Um, I like to put cheese down first as a little blanket, put that in the oven, melt the cheese a little bit. Um, and then from there, you throw the chicken on there. You can put a big slice of romaine lettuce on there. And if you want tomatoes, you can put a tomato on it. Uh, but I just think it tastes good with just the chicken. Like that whole mixture that I put into the chicken, it's fantastic. And I don't think it really needs anything else. So. I hardly ever put lettuce or tomato on it, but if you want to, you can do that. Um, it is delightful. It's such a delicious meal, uh, and yeah, I love it. So that is one of my favorite meals to cook. And what meal brings back the best memories? So um, there is something called, in my family, we call it pechuguita. I remember I went to a different Puerto Rican family's house when I was growing up, and I said, oh, do you have pechuguita? And they all laughed at me because they were like, what? Um, because pechuga means the, the breast, the, the chicken breast. And so, um, you know, I we call it pechuguita because they're really cut up, you know, kind of like a chicken tender, essentially. And so... I naturally called it pechuguita, but they didn't call it that. And so they laughed at the fact that I called it pechuguita, but that's what we called it in my family. Um, it's basically we cut up a chicken breast very thin, and then we take 
adobo and garlic powder uh and we we coat it in those two seasonings and then after that we roll it in breadcrumbs we don't use any kind of egg wash or anything like that we just roll it in the breadcrumbs and then we pan fry it so you pour i pour avocado oil now uh, my family used canola oil growing up or corn oil but i use avocado oil because i just like avocado oil better and you put that in in the pan you pan fry it until they're golden brown uh, and then typically my mother would make rice and sometimes rice and beans with it um, and then these onions that we would we would chop up red onions and then you'd put them in a bowl you pour a little bit of water in there you pour a whole thing of uh, lime juice and some salt um, you have to really like squeeze the onions first so you go under running water and after you've chopped them up you squeeze them as hard as you can to kind of juice them essentially and that gets kind of that bitter bite of the red onion out uh, and leaves space for the lime juice to then kind of soak up all the fibers um, so it, and it makes it taste really good so yeah that's probably a a meal that brings up brings back the best memories i guess i didn't share one of the best memories because i shared that you know i went to another family that laughed at me but um it does bring back good memories because that was such a such a beloved meal in my family my sister loves spechuguita my mom likes it my dad loves it uh and my grandmothers both of my grandmothers and one of my aunts from ecuador um they made pechuguita for us because they knew we loved it so uh, it brings back great memories um what are your thoughts on adoption okay where do i go from here let me let me adjust this if you're hearing me adjusting the microphone sorry um so what are my thoughts on adoption well what what thoughts don't i have on adoption um i love adoption um and Liana and I both love adoption, uh, and we want to adopt a lot of babies. Um, you know, we we think that it's an important part of our witness uh, to the world, and I think even now um, in the world that we live in now, with uh, abortion being a huge topic, it's an even more necessary um, and just another thing that that really does you know support my witness. Um, and support my desire to see children come to the earth um, and be born and not killed um, in the womb. So I, yeah, I think adoption is a, a, an important thing, and here's why. So I think biblically, uh, adoption is a concept that is from the Lord. So we, we typically think of the family as like the nuclear unit um and adoption in some cases um and in a lot of cases in the world we think of it as like this person is separate they are out and um in a way it it, it is something like that but when you truly look at the what adoption is supposed to be Adoption is a family saying you are now part of this family. You are no longer not a part of this family. So, you know, it it really is this this transformation because someone who once didn't have a family or if, you know, they 
they think they had a family there that family wasn't there um you know so effectively they didn't have one um adoption really should be the total life change of a child um and i think it's important that we we do that um and we we seek to bring them into a family and and here's the thing i'm not even saying that we people who have means should be adopting um because i don't quite think that that's even even the biblical model of adoption for us the model of adoption is taking someone who didn't and bringing them in and i like it's just so it's so profound like the lord was so graceful to us that while we were sons of the enemy he came and he said i want you to be my son and i am offering this gift to you take it and he lets us make a choice he lets us choose whether or not we want to take that gift and become a part of his family um but he does when we become sons of god we are no longer sons of the enemy and so adoption should reflect this adoption should say hey you are my son you are my daughter um you are now amuentes and you no longer have the identity of an orphan and the identity of an orphan oftentimes is very very broken it's broken it's full of turmoil and it's this idea and we see this uh, this idea occur in, in scripture a lot is this idea of chaos and order and there is a sort of order that happens in adoption whereas orphan is a sort of chaos and so um when we adopt we are doing what the lord does we are taking things from chaos and creating order out of them and that order is very very evident in a family structure a place where that child can grow up and we do know that you know if a child grows up in a one parent family they have their their indicators of success within life um, in different areas of life are significantly lower if they're in one parent households if they're in two parent households especially nurturing two-parent households then those indicators go up um i don't have any of the studies in front of me but i mean go ahead and look up studies um and find this for yourself um you know anecdotally that is a reality and so um i just i think adoption is an incredibly incredibly important part of the christian witness um whether it's adoption as like a legal adoption or whether it is truly an adoption through um just a, a relationship you know like when we say okay i'm going to you know risk all of my time risk all of my resources to give this person love to give this person a place then we are in sorts doing some sort of adoptionary um, thing. I'm not going to say that it is total adoption, um, but it is in that same vein. It's this idea that I am, I am putting aside my own interests, my own self-interests, 
for the interests of another, which is is what the Lord tells us to do, is love God, put aside all your interests to love God and obey God. And then also beyond that, he says, put aside your interests to love your neighbor. And that's wild. Um, so I, yeah, I think adoption is an incredible, incredible thing, an important thing. And Liana and I want to adopt a lot of children. Um, so, and we want to bring children from all walks of life, from all areas of life, from all ethnicities, uh, into our home, uh, because we want, we want our home to be a place that shows the body of Christ, um, and that means loving those children, even if those children decide to not follow Christ, to love them well, to show them the love of Christ, because that brings them back to repentance. And make no bones about this. We do believe that if they walk away from Jesus, that they are, they are people that are condemned if they walk away from him. And we're broken over that, and I would be devastated over that. But that does not change the fact that I want them coming back to the house i want them in my life and i want to give them good things and show them the love of christ because i want that kindness that christ can show to lead them to repentance so they no longer decide that they want to run from christ but that they want to run to christ but but i am not like i am not naive enough to think that you know if i have a lot of children that all of them will follow christ and when that time comes, I am praying that Liana and I have done the work to grow as people who love even sinners who reject us. Um, you know, I, I think about this often is that like there are so many things that we believe that we have friends, we have family members who detest what we believe and that you know that's because of what they believe and i understand that it's because of something that's deeply held within them and that's coming against something that's deeply held within us but the only difference that i think is there for for us um and that and you know these people might might as might do this as well um though i don't know why they would have any reason to other than maybe like a social cause um no fundamental reason i think there's a fundamental reason as to why we should desire to bring people in and love them and despite that difference bring them in serve them food serve them as they are better than us um in every way um i think there's a fundamental reason that that's because of christ um but without christ i struggle to find in a lot of worldly philosophies um i struggle to find any fundamental reason to love others that don't have a a very superficial uh worldly no sorry very superficial social reason to love someone which is when i say a social reason typically social reasons mean because it benefits you it doesn't benefit it's not just for the benefit of someone else or it's not for the benefit of someone else without that benefit being the motive for you um that's typically what social reasons for anything mean um is like oh because it's socially beneficial for me to do this well yes it's socially beneficial in the sense that you are not ostracized for doing that 
because you are accepted by your social circles to do that. Um, and the motive then behind that is not to, you know, benefit the social circle, um, though that certainly may happen, like it may benefit the social circle. The motive behind that is your own acceptance within that social circle. Um, and I think that the Bible calls us away from that. I think the Bible calls us to do what Christ calls us to do, regardless of the benefit to me and or to a social circle. And rather, his motive uh, that he gives us is to love God and love our neighbor. And when that is the motive, uh, I don't think that the motive is ourself. Um, and so I think that that's a fundamental difference. Um, and I think that one's a superficial reason uh, that doesn't have a fundamental backing to it, uh, while the other one has an end, and that end is in God himself. Um, and so I think that all leads up to adoption, uh, and adoption is such an important important part of life so those are kind of my thoughts on adoption just you know some of them not i don't know that i exhausted all of my thoughts on adoption um but what what a story i mean like to be an adopted son is also to be a part of a story that is an eternal story so it's a it's a glimpse um it's a shadow of what the lord has done um, and that is to adopt sons that were otherwise lost um, and fatherless. So, um, yeah, those are kind of my thoughts on adoption. Um, thank you, David, for sending me your questions. I really do appreciate that. Anyone else who has any other questions, please send them along. I'd love to answer your questions and, um, and talk some more. Um, Let's uh, talk a little bit about volleyball. So I love volleyball. For those of you who don't know, uh, I'm a big fan of volleyball. It is one of the coolest sports on the planet. Um, I was talking with a friend the other day. Volleyball really is like, it's a sport that too many people underestimate. They they don't understand it. They don't understand how it's played. Uh, they... They think they understand it, and what they understand is playground volleyball, which is definitely not volleyball. Um, it's you know it's fun in some ways, but oftentimes it's not good volleyball. Um, so I'm helping to assistant coach uh, volleyball this fall, and I'm really excited about it because I love teaching and I love coaching. Uh, it's a really fun thing to do, and um, my students are learning a lot, and they're they're getting better um, day by day, and I'm excited to see that. Uh, but volleyball is really, like, it's an interesting sport. If you ever watch college volleyball, I just, I, I bequeath you to go watch some, um, I bequeath you, is that the right word? No. It might be a different word. Maybe I used it right. I don't know. Um, I think it's bequeath. I bequeath you to go, or it bequeaths me. And that means it's like I need to. Anyway, maybe I probably used that word wrong. Uh, but I I suggest you go watch uh, a college volleyball game. Go ahead and look up UCLA versus Hawaii 
on YouTube and you'll probably find some really good volleyball. Um, but when you look at the court, there's not just a ball flying in the air and then hitting the ground. Um, and it's not just happening randomly. There is a tactic and there is a rhyme and reason to what's going on on the court. And most people don't understand this. They kind of think that volleyball is just like this, the sport where you just hit the ball and you try to get it over to the other side. Um, but it's so much more. Like you have these guys on the court, they're placed in specific places, they have specific jobs on the court, uh, and their job is as a whole to defend the ground from getting the ball, from the ball hitting the ground. Um, and they are to hit it on the other side. And something that's super cool is if you watch good volleyball, I was telling a friend about this the other day, is that if you watch really good volleyball, you're going to see a wave happening. You can watch the court move in this wave-like fashion. Uh, and that's because they are in rhythm. They are all getting to their positions. They're all seeing where they need to go. And the ball is just following where it's going. And basically, if you see good volleyball, the the way that a good team gets a point is they exploit the other team's weakness. They exploit the moment when the other team stops being a wave and stops moving as one. Um, and if you watch good volleyball, you'll see that. It's like there's these moments where the other team just didn't they, they didn't step at the right moment, and then all of a sudden, now the leg up was given to the other team. Um, it is a super cool sport, and you should totally check it out. Um, I love volleyball. I'm excited to coach this season. Uh, it's been really fun so far, and we are only just getting started. So uh, a lot of really cool things are coming. So if you like that episode, please like and subscribe. Uh, go ahead and hit that bell notification if you're listening on YouTube and leave a comment if you're also on YouTube. That way uh, the algorithm can push my podcast out to more people. Um, I am so excited about this giveaway. Please go ahead and tell your friends to listen. Uh, all I'm asking for is four friends. If you can get four friends to listen and to leave that comment uh, in my inbox, then you know, you could win a Musings of an Extrovert Blanket. And that's awesome. Musings of an Extrovert Blankets are cool. Uh, they're all the rage, I hear. Uh, so you should totally, totally tell your friends to listen. Uh, and yeah, I uh, hope you have a wonderful day.